Hello and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. That's right, we are back in studio, raring to go. We had babies. Well, I mean, we didn't, but our wives did, respectively. We have babies, and now we're ready to get back and talk about all the movie and TV news, which is something we've been just dying to do. We could only talk to each other about it because we couldn't talk to all of you about it, and now we're back to get it done today. And on this episode of What's Poppin', we're going to get into... The hot off the presses strike ending SAG after a deal. So the Hollywood strikes are officially over. We're going to break down what we know so far. We're going to talk about a scathing, perhaps, article from Variety last week about the crisis at Marvel on the heels of the Marvel's release tonight. And we are going to talk about all the new trailers that have come out in Holy Smokes are there just an absolute ton of them? It's going to be an awesome episode. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad to be back. Let's get into it. so much for joining us on another episode of popcorn for breakfast i am like giddy right now and kirk is delirious he's he blacked out 30 seconds before we started recording right now this is just a this is not even him this is not his real self i am an ai created by <laughs> Elon the <Musk>. movie industry <laughs> <laughs> yeah kirk actually we had some budget cuts we had to scan kirk's entire body and yet take his voice and use a a really complex model to create this, but that's right. Cam got that in right as the sad <laughs> after strike comes Suckers. to a close. That's why I didn't let you unionize Kirk because we, <laughs> we, we can't have that going on around here. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. My glasses are fogging up. I don't know what's going on with that. It's the excitement. It's hot in here. It's the, uh, it's hot off the presses oh, wow. with all this movie news that yes. my glasses are actually fogging up. That's crazy. Let's take a moment to let them defrost, shall we? <laughs> That's the budget cuts that I put in place. Um, actually, I use that money to real, really realistic visual effects now. Yeah. So now the, my glasses actually aren't fogging up. It's all just uh, visual effects. Oh my gosh. This was VFX. so well planned. It's like, I know. A, like Bo Burnham, make happy. Well, listen, this is what we have to do. This is the modern age. We got to get with it or get, or get lost. So, elephant in the room, we have been gone for a long time. In a shocking twist of fate, <laughs> that is not that shocking because it was happening for like 10 months. Both of our wives were pregnant, like yes. very close together, two weeks apart. And as such, we had babies two weeks apart. Mm -hmm. And they are both here, and they are both lovely. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're, we're all very happy and good and not getting any sleep. Yes. But during that time, we couldn't podcast because we had family needs that we had to fulfill. That's right. We had this hilarious, these several hilarious conversations before where say, <laughs> it's going to be basically the same. We'll just still record. Not a chance. Not a chance in this world was that possible. Kirk was like, because <laughs> I was like, hey, I think we're definitely going to take hiatus like the week of, like the, the three weeks of like, Jackie gives birth. Yes. Week in between, Aubrey gives birth. We're going to take those three. And you were like, the week after though. <laughs> It was fine. I was and like, I was like, yeah, 
Totally. That, I think that, I mean, of course. And then it was like, yeah, the week after is like definitely not fine. Yeah, no, I I changed so many diapers. I've never changed as many in my life <laughs> with baby number three. Yes. And I've never been as tired this third time around. It's tough because we're older now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, that wear and tear, it's real. You hear about it in, in professional sports. They don't talk about it in parenthood, but yeah. it's so real. Which makes me think like, you know, De Niro and Pacino, they both had babies this year in 2023. You know, they're 80 years plus each. I mean, obviously they're not doing any work with that child, but I don't understand. God love them. I don't know. I don't, I, I can't even, I can't even go there mentally because of where I'm at now. I'm on the front line. I'm in the trenches. Okay. Yes. But you know, Mazel tov to them. That's, that's good for them. But since we've been gone, Kirk, since we've been gone, I, 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 I as soon as it was leaving my lips, I was like, Oh no, I just, I was like, come back. Uh, uh I lost my train of thought. Since we've been gone, <laughs> we missed a ton of stuff. We did. So I thought really quickly for funsies, we could do a quick, like, what's two things that you saw during the hiatus yeah. that you loved and two things you saw during the hiatus that you were like, that sucks. I wish I could rant about that on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Kick it off, Kirk. Me? Yeah. Go for it. You want my favorite or my least favorite? Whatever you want. I'm if you're go like favorite. the bad news first guy or what, or bad news last, I don't care. <sighs> I'm gonna well. I'm gonna go one, two, one. Can I do that? Can I yeah, do, of course. Can I of do course. Happy, sad, happy. Just yeah. Keep us posted. Is it a favorite or least favorite? Okay, we're gonna go favorite first. Somehow, the algorithms at B decided that they needed to serve me up the wonderful classic series Death Wish with Charles Bronson from the 1980s. Yes, this is Charles Bronson. You know the the most handsome, Charles just. Bronson. Just muscular, like naturally muscular before steroids were a thing uh, in his younger years. And then he got like a bowl cut in the 80s thinking it was cool. He was like the bowl cut Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, he was. Respect. I mean, this man in the first Death Wish, he takes off his shirt and he looks better than... I've ever looked in my entire life. And at that point, he was probably 60. In, I love in it. Death Wish 1. Okay? I love it. The The pre- premise for these movies is absolutely bonkers. His wife dies. Anyone he, who he meets dies in the same movie. Nice. <laughs> Immediately. There's random explosions. Like a car explodes like it's a nuclear bomb every time. Yeah, great. And one of the most horrific and hilarious deaths at the same time, which I never thought was possible, happens in Death Wish 2. Mm. So just, if you haven't seen those movies, big recommendation. I stumbled upon them. I watched one through four and I'm hoping to get my hands on number five. It's elusive. I can't, oh. can't quite grab it. It's like a not distributed currently... In America, yes. or you have to pay for it, or what's up? It's like on Vudu, but you have to buy it on Vudu only. It's, and it's like twenty dollars. Yes, yeah, that's I'm not, weird. I'm not doing that. No. So that's my that's my first favorite right there. Yeah, um, totally understand. All right, so give us a uh, least favorite now. Least favorite. Oh my gosh, easily Matthew Perry's death. Ooh, yeah. I think I had just gotten home from work, and I was scrolling my phone in transition from work Kirk to Dad Kirk. Mm. Mm-hmm. And without any explanation to my family, I saw the announcement. I gasped like this. <gasps> oh, you did the mom gasp. Yes. And I was silent for probably 30 seconds straight, which is big when you gasp like that. Is it true that I was the one who broke the news to you? I don't remember. Probably. Because I think you said, I think you texted me back and said, I just, the gasp that I just gusped or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the gasp that I just got. Not to make light of it. But, no, that's exactly what but happened. But for yeah. real, 
in our position, you and I, we co-run this podcast yep. and we both ha- are getting film news alerts, entertainment news alerts to our phone constantly. And over the years that has created this terrible back and forth between us where one of us inevitably gets the news first yeah. and then breaks it to the other person. It's and it's hor- it's horrible. And every time it happens, I'm like, Oh man, but there's really nothing you can do about it. Right. It's like, it just uh, is the nature of the beast. Gotta text Kirk. I gotta text. Yeah. Cam. I gotta be the one to tell him. Yeah. I told you about Chad Bozeman. Uh, oh man. That was walking into a movie. At, like, that moments was so before. terrible. Yeah. But Matthew Perry hit hard. Uh, Cause I was like, this man's not old. 54 years old. I know. He was young. Just one of the best comedic actors of, of our generation and coming off of, of a horrible run and battle uh, of alcoholism and, and just getting into the strength of his sobriety, just really just like the rug was literally pulled out from under Yeah, that's me. what, that's that's just, it was, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. So thoughts and prayers with his family and friends. And, yes. and the friends, the family. Friends. Um, that's just brutal. The friends. My favorite friend's story to take us out of the sadness is yeah. that Paul Rudd was uh, a recurring character on, on the Friends series. And he was there at this at the filming of the final episode. And all of the core Friends cast members got together. And they're crying and they're sobbing. And Paul Rudd's right there. And he goes up to them and he hugs them and he says, guys, we did it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's the best. Oh, and the like best. so, such a great Paul Rudd branded branded joke. Like that's right in his wheelhouse, and yes. he just smashed it out of the park. And it's great when he when he when people ask him, Paul, did they laugh? They absolutely did not laugh. <laughs> it's great. It's the best. He he ruined their moment, and that's what makes it really beautiful. All right, what else you got? Final one, Loki season two. Ooh, hold on. I've only watched the first episode. I'll give you nothing. I will Thank just you. tell you that it is. Better than the first season. What? And no, the season finale premieres tonight. Yes, I'm gonna go watch it after we watch Cap. Uh, after you we watch would. the Marvels tonight. You have a problem. <laughs> I do. You're a degenerate. That's what it is. That's that's really what it comes down to. You're sick. Uh, Kirk just likes to stay up unbelievably late watching yeah. things. I, I don't. I don't even understand how he functions in life. Um, that's right. Okay, I'll go quick through mine because mine are the silliest things I'm ready. ever. My favorites. Actually, I'm going to start with least. I'm going to do bad news first, okay. and we'll end on a high note. Uh, that horrible story that Best Buy is going to stop selling physical media, yep. what the heck is that? Like, that's terrible. Like, yeah. I, I think a lot of people will just kind of, like, skim over that. That is not good. Um, this whole move to digital media is dangerous. Um, not to sound like a tinfoil hat conspiracy bozo, but, like, they there's are plenty of instances across the Spider-Verse being the most infamous one of them editing films after they've premiered in theaters and editing like Marvel was editing TV shows while they're in Disney plus after people have already watched them. Yes. Like that is a dangerous precedent. I hate that precedent. I want to own it. I want whatever I see in the theater. Obviously sometimes they do theatrical cut and then whatever. I want the theatrical cut on a disc. Mm -hmm. Like that's why, you know, there's movies back here. Like, Physical media is very important and it should is. exist. And so, what you know, like the biggest, probably the biggest retailer in terms of disc sales that has ever existed, with mm. the exception of like Amazon, um, stopping that is, is scary. So, yeah, it's, it's gonna bleak. Be bad. It's bleak. I mean, 
because of the the trend and the easiness of digital media, it was easy to go and like flip to that when it was really seemed like safe and everything. And you're all in the consistency of always having a digital copy and not having to get up and put the DVD in. But because there's so much censorship happening and editing, you can't trust it anymore. No, so you gotta have and both. like they could change their terms and conditions at any time, and, and be <sighs> like, "Oh, guess what? That thing you signed or agreed to, like you no longer own your library." Right. Yeah, it's it's wacky. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Bad. The other thing is came out like today that Warner Bros is axing a, a, again a fully completed film, Coyote versus Acme, which is a they. It's so funny. They just had their earnings call like their Q3 earnings call yesterday. Mm-hmm. And David Zaslav, the CEO, is on there talking about, we don't know how to reach kids. We're having a hard time reaching kids. And then the next day, axes a Looney Tunes movie for a $30 million tax write-off. And what really sucks about this is that, like, it's, people were saying it was a good movie. Like, it was testing really, oh. really well. And it was, like, really funny. And people loved it. And it was beautifully animated. And I was like, man, I would have really liked to see that. Well, and it's only, like, in the realm of money with movie studios, it's only $30 million. Yeah. You could save that. You could just tell, like... They could have sold it. Yeah. Sold it. You could have said to three different active projects, hey, cut your project by 10 mil. Yeah, And they could have done it. Like, it's so simple. I know. I think it's hard because he inherited a giant doo-doo sandwich with Warner Bros. um, when he came into it. And so he's making a lot of tough business decisions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are like, this is anti-art. And I think that that's a fair point. It can, it's not mutually exclusive. It can be a good business decision and not anti-art and both the opposite way as well. You know, like it can be all of those things, but still like they had to do it. Because Mm -hmm. like if, if, Warner Bros. were to go under, like there goes a whole bunch of IP that they're having to like have like fire sale of, and that could be bad too. So hopefully it's not for greed. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that it's not for greed. And it's just because they're trying to fix things so they can make them better and make more movies. That's I'm choosing the silver lining, but that sucks. A fully done movie. Okay. Two good things just on a, on a good things. A fun note. John Carpenter. God love him. I, I think he's my favorite person on earth now. John Carpenter, <laughs> of course, the acclaimed director of uh, The Thing, as well as Halloween. I think Halloween's probably his most famous. And he was, you know, it was spooky season. People were talking to John Carpenter because they always do. He's the master of horror. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what do you, I can't remember which publication. You'll have to forgive me, whoever you are. Interviewed him and asked him, uh, how do you feel about being the master of horror? And he said something to the effect of, I don't care about being the master of anything. I just want to watch basketball and play video games. And I was like, yes, dude. <laughs> yes. I was like, I see you. Like, you are me. I am you. Let's be friends. Because that is like my whole <laughs> ism. It's like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to watch basketball and play video games and watch movies. I'm sure he watches a lot of movies too. But It gives you the same energy as that like uh, that guy on the, on the witness stand. Like, eat a moon pie. Drink a 7-Up. <laughs> yeah. Don't murder people. Exactly. It's the best. I mean, he's the best. He's the best. Um, so that's that was amazing. Made my day. I like when he get tattooed on me. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's the next tattoo challenge for Cam. <laughs> there it is. There it is. My next favorite thing is the Snow White delay. Oh, it's beautiful. They have put this thing on ice in a major way mm. um, because the press was so bad, and because I guess because of the writer strike and stuff, they'll they'll say that it's because the press was really bad. Yeah, we we talked about it on the podcast. Rachel Zegler said a bunch of stupid stuff. It happens. People say stupid stuff. We wish her the best, obviously. Um, but 
it was it was dumb. Yep. <laughs> the stuff that she said was dumb. <laughs> and Disney was like in major damage control mode and people were trashing the way that the, the dwarves looked and they were like, they're not dwarves, they're magical beings and we haven't shown you them yet. And then when they delayed it, they released a still Kirk and they, first of all, are definitely dwarves. 100%. Second of all, they're not people, they're fully CGI. Yes. And third, the f- funniest, most horrifying thing of all is they look absolutely terrifying. Yes. Like Robert Zemeckis, <laughs> Uncanny Valley, horrifying. Like, yeah. So bad. Polar Express, like if you're freaked out by Polar Express or that oh. new god awful P- Pinocchio, I just stuttered really bad. Pinocchio remake. You were so scared. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I'm scared of Robert Zemeckis animated creatures because th- have you heard of the Uncanny Valley? No. Oh, look it up. I don't okay. have time to explain it. it. But you'll you'll know what I mean uh, whenever you whenever you see it. Um, so that's just hilarious. Like it's wonderful. definitely dwarves. They're delaying it. They're all CGI. That like it, everything. It's just the PR like dumpster fire that is that film just continues to roll down the hill and it's the best. Let me throw a wrench at you. Do you think that they were not dwarves before the dumpster fire PR situation and they drew no them way. up real quick? No way. I want to know. I know if you're an insider at Disney, <laughs> I have to know. Was this in reaction to the bad? Could PR? be, and maybe maybe the delay is because they have to do extensive reshoots. Right, they've to got a sonic redo five. the redo the movie. Could be, could be. All right, so that's just a quick summary. We're gonna get into the real news now, but before we do that, we have to give a special shout out to our title sponsor. St. Louis area Smoothie Kings. Ah, man, it feels good to be back in the studio. feels good to be back talking about St. Louis area Smoothie Kings. And the best part about that is that they, being Smoothie King and being awesome and creating smoothies with a purpose, they never stop working on new creations. And what they've cooked up this time, Kirk, oh, my gosh. I saw this come across the ticker. What? Um, They have a couple of new smoothie bowls. Oh, my gosh. Two new smoothie bowls, which the smoothie bowls are fire, if you haven't had them. Delicious. And they have two new flavors. Both of them are chocolate-based. So they have the acai cocoa haze bowl, which has an acai base, of course, and is topped with strawberries, bananas, sweetened cacao nibs. I don't know what that means. I think they're like little little cocoa beans. Yeah. Uh, granola and drizzled on top, a little chocolatey hazelnut drizzle. Delicious. <gasps> the other one is similar with a pataya base. It's called the Coco Pataya or Coco Pataya. I don't know. I'm saying I like that the way first wrong. One. That was the good I'm one. I'm adding an extra ya in there. Pataya ya. Pataya ya. No, I was saying right. It's made with a pataya base, but it's got all kinds of good stuff. Shredded coconut, strawberries, papaya juice, lots of tropical sounding things. Oh. A delicious chocolate hazelnut drizzle. So you got to get out and try these. These are amazing. Um, it's like getting a bowl from somewhere else. Like you're used to eating bowls at like uh, any of these like wraps places or things like that. Yeah. But this is your smoothie in a bowl. And what I love about it the most um, is working on weight loss like I am, or if you're working on just trying to be well, you know, cold and flu season, you're trying to raise your immunity. Yeah. These, every everything on Smoothie King's menu comes with their clean blend promise. And that includes the bowls. And what that means is, if you're getting into Smoothie King, it's made with whole fruits, mm-hmm. organic veggies, um, no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives, and no syrup. So sometimes it's about not just what's in it, but what's not in it. You know, yes. sometimes you have a diet that's like you got to watch your sodium or you got to watch what you know, whatever your your level of carbohydrates. You can do that at Smoothie King so easily because mm-hmm. they've got smoothies built for your specific purpose. Whether you're trying to lose weight, feel better, um, 
bulk up. They've got it all. They've got it all going on. And that's why they're the best. Yeah. I mean, I recently have been accustomed to the seasonal pumpkin power meal. Oh, dude. Don't even get me started on the pumpkins. Meal replacement. It tastes like a cookie. I. It tastes I, like a snickerdoodle. It's so, so good. It's tasty. I don't feel like I'm getting uh, any nutrition from it, but I'm, that's exactly what I'm yeah, getting. Yeah, and you're getting like 42 grams of protein. Right. It's, right. it's insane. It's, it's insane. It's amazing. Um, we love Smoothie King. They're the best. They're the best sponsor. They're the best uh fast food place. I mean, talk about fast food. You can go get it without feeling like garbage afterwards. Yeah. It's the best. Check out Smoothie King in the St. Louis area. If you're in our neck of the woods at 660 Carlisle Avenue over here in East Belleville or a little up north, 3401 Namiyoki Road in Granite City, they will treat you well and they will get you started to rule the day with Smoothie King. All right, Kirk, let's get into these what's popping topics. The first one, we, we teed it up at the beginning. The Hollywood strikes are over. Uh, yes. As of 12.01, Thursday, November 9th, which is the date that we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why we came back. <clears throat> we did. <laughs> we were on strike. Well, we were striking nothing. We, <laughs> nothing. We have no union, nothing. We were, but we were just in solidarity. We're like, wow, this is convenient time to be striking. We're like, you know what? Babies. We're just going to stick yeah. with them. We're going to go with them. Um, <laughs> but the strike is officially over. They, well, not officially. They ha- the, the union has voted to ratify... Um, a new agreement between the AMPTP and SAG-AFTRA, which is the acting union. Um, Earlier during our hiatus, the writer's strike ended. So that means on Friday, when this thing gets ratified by the SAG-AFTRA board, um, it's a done deal. Yeah. And Hollywood is back open for business. And we were greeted today with a mountain, and I mean a mountain, this week. Like, it's like, (laughs) seriously, it's like (laughs) avalanche of... Movie news, TV announcements, things are going back into production, trailers. Yes. Oh my gosh. And we're going to get into the trailers later, but how are you feeling about the strikes being over? I love it because so much more information has come across <laughs> so our table. Oh, during the entire strike, both strikes, I mean, pulling, literally pulling my teeth out to try to find a way to just ripping them out. Wow. To try- because I wanted to uh, make a story and make it into a movie. No one took <laughs> sure. my, my screenplay deal. Um, but no, it was it was fantastic because I had just had all these all this information at my fingertips and I just kept trying to push it out, push it out. And then as soon as I had something written, another trailer would drop. And then another Seriously, trailer would drop. it's like, and Ghostbusters <laughs> and Echo and the final trailer for the Marvels. I was like, hey, you get out of here. We know about you. Don't, right. We don't need all this. Here's an exclusive clip from the Marvels that you're going to see tonight. Oh, dude, that needs to stop. Done. Can we stop with the, here's the first clip from this movie that releases in two weeks. I'm like, I don't want to see a clip. Or like, there were lots of movies for a while that did like the first 15 minutes of the yes. movie. Like, no. I'm like, no, I'm that. going to see the thing. I yeah. don't want to see a clip from it. And it's like everywhere on my Twitter feed. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, so this is a great day. We're glad, we're, you know, hopefully they got a fair deal. We actually, uh, it's an important note, we don't know the deal. No, <laughs> like, not at all. Uh, the belief is that if if the if SAG-AFTRA were to agree to something, it would definitely have heavy protections against AI. So the fact that they ratified something is a good sign for that. Hopefully that means that um, people aren't going to be getting body snatched anymore. Like Body snatched. Like scanned up and thrown in movies in a very creepy and disgusting kind although of i'm just gonna say it if they want to like put us in a movie but pay us you don't I'm even have to pay it. me just <laughs> uh, if, if i get an imdb page i'm i'm thrilled i'm thrilled amazing so um congrats to those guys i wish them the best and glad they're getting back to work because they're that's a hard job people think it's plush in hollywood it's not 
It's a hard job. If you make it to the tippy top and you're making tons of money, that comes with its own set of challenges. But a lot of these people who are affected by these strikes, they are in the trenches yes. and working their tails off. So glad to see them um, getting paychecks again and doing what they love. So that's good. Number two, Marvel. Uh, there is a lot going on with Marvel. There, I saw an interview with Entertainment Tonight where the interviewer, um, and I forget her name, she did such a fabulous job. She was interviewing Kevin Feige. Oh. And her quote was, um, <laughs> there's a lot of energy around Marvel right now, which I thought was a very oh. politically correct <laughs> way to put it. Uh, because she's there like, is. She's like, Kevin, I would like to interview again one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but I, I, I applauded her for like getting into it. Yeah. You know? yeah, I love when interviewers like stir the pot a little bit. Yeah. And... There is a lot of energy around Marvel, mm-hmm. and adding to that flame was an article by um, from Variety uh, last week, I think, or two weeks ago, possibly, mm-hmm. about essentially kind of an expose on what's been going on there behind the scenes um, with this Jonathan Major situation, which is still yet to be resolved. Um, at this point, still just allegations. Um, that doesn't mean that he's innocent or whatever. It just means that he has not been proven guilty in a court of law, and he continues to claim that he's the victim. But regardless, they've had to make backup plans for Kang, which means either recasting him or casting another character. And in this article, they said that could be Dr. Doom. Yeah. We've got um, the Marvels, which is coming out tonight. We're going to see it right after we record this, um, getting all these extensive reshoots because it performed poorly and for test audiences. Yeah. Yikes. Sounds like more of that is happening too on other projects. Uh, They've been having really like break glass in case of emergency conversations about bringing dead Avengers back like Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson. So I don't want to go into it too much right now. Um, But I will say two things and I'll give you the floor to kind of give a couple thoughts because we're going to do like a state of Marvel. Like we, like we tend to do after big Marvel releases. Um, Two things I want people to, to keep their eyes peeled on with this one is, um, when things get released like this, it's almost always partially intentional. Yes. Like if think about if you're in the Marvel office and you catch wind of this, because I'm sure that, you know, the people at Disney have a rock solid PR team. They've probably heard this was coming and they thought we might be able to use this to our advantage. So I think they controlled certain parts of this story because I know that Marvel has a history of leaking stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when John Favreau leaked the, Robert Downey Jr. casting news to see how people would respond. I think the bringing back Iron Man, the recasting Kang, that stuff is in there on purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Yeah. But, yeah. So they could do that to, as uh, distractions or mm-hmm. they could use it as feedback. Yeah. To say like. Or right. both. I yeah. think it's probably both. <laughs> hey, fans, what do you want to do with this? Yes. Tell us what you want to do. Please, please tell us. Yeah, it's a very a very scathing article, but also I hope it's the pivot, or I also hope that they already made the changes and said, yeah, drop that article, go right. for it. Yeah, so hot off the presses, and I didn't want to bring it up because it, it literally released right as we were coming on the air, is that they, they shifted their whole release schedule. Only oh. one MCU movie releases next year. One. What is it? Deadpool 3. <laughs> yeah, so that's a huge change. Wow. Uh, I didn't read all the details, so I didn't want to like talk about it on this episode, but... Deadpool 3 is the only MCU movie release next year. So, like, to your point about big changes coming, they're coming. And uh, we're going to get into it soon. Um, Big. Last thing before we go, Kirk. Yeah. Trailers. Holy mackerel. (laughs) Were there a bunch? 
We can't possibly show or talk through all of them. No. Um, there's just not enough time for that. And I couldn't even watch them all. Oh, I'd be same. I missed some. But I'm just going to name a few. Um, and then I want you to just, just grab one that you're like, I want to talk about this. Okay. Yeah. Mean Girls, which is, of course, the new Mean Girls uh, remake, musical remake, whatever. It's, yep. Um, Inside Out 2, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, Echo, which is the Marvel TV series spinoff. Avatar The Last Airbender, um, live action for Netflix. Masters of the Air for Apple TV+, Plus, which is a Band of Brothers spinoff. It is. Um, what you got, Kirk? Any I, of that stuff catch your eye? Uh, let's talk about Masters of the Air, just because it was the last one. Spielberg produced, Tom Hanks mm. produced, and Austin Butler's in there. Uh, he sounds still like Elvis, which is does very he? sad. <laughs> I didn't see the trailer. Does he really? He does. He <laughs> oh, does. No. My only hope is that whatever per- real life person he's playing or portraying is also a Southern man from Arkansas, <laughs> which it could be. It very it's well World could War be. Two. Yeah. If he wasn't going into production, I bet he is now. Yeah. I'm <laughs> little I'm, rewrite. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad um, for him. And then, of course, the other thing that caught my mind was the Mean Girls. Mean Girls, the musical. Uh, movie adaptation. Um, I watched that whole trailer. I knew it was from the musical. Renee Rapp is in it, of course, mm-hmm. and several other people that can sing. And I'm like, wow, that was wonderful. And I texted Cam, and you're like, is it a musical? Because there's not an iota of no, music in it. There's not. There's something that appears to maybe be a musical number, but could be just a dream sequence. Yeah. And there is a music note in the logo. Yes. And we saw the Mean Girls musical on stage um, yes. probably a year ago now. Mm-hmm. But I was like, is this it? Yeah. You, know, you can't really tell. It is. I think that maybe the play on the marketing is that maybe they are worried that people will just cast it aside. Yes. Because, oh, it's a musical. Yes. And from the comments, people were like, oh, I can't believe they're remaking this. And people who have seen the musical and know about it have to had to then defend it. So I think it really is about educating the consumers first that, hey, there's another Mean Girls coming out. And then with the second trailer, I think they're going to add the singing. Yeah, and then on that front of people saying, I didn't think this was necessary. I was in that boat before this trailer. Yes. And then I saw it, and I thought, you know what? Mean Girls could use a little bit of a, it might be something that every generation needs its Mean Girls. Yeah. Because they were showing, like, TikTok and some of the, like, more recent developments. And I was like, you know what? Actually, this this... They've piqued my interest. Yeah, the burn book is is digital now. Yeah. <laughs> and there was some guy on there like quipping at people, and I was like, that's hilarious. I cannot wait to see It's this. very funny. <laughs> very funny. So, yeah, that's a good one. Um, the one that caught my eyes, I think, is Ghostbusters Frozen Empire was one because yeah. that trailer rocks. Yeah. Um, reminds me of the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer, which was also a sick trailer. And I got to get into this series because I was born slightly after the Ghostbusters craze, mm-hmm. and so... Um, we were not like a Ghostbusters house. I've seen them, um, but it was not like a part of my life. And so when Afterlife came out, I thought that looks really cool, but probably not for me. I'm starting to think it might be for me because yeah. these, this trailer looks sick. We should go on a binge because I have not watched the OGs in a long time and I still yes, haven't seen same. Afterlife. Same. Yeah, we should do it. We should do it. Um, so that looks cool. And then um, Avatar The Last Airbender looks sick. Um, I don't know emotionally how I feel yeah. about anime being adapted into live action. I think I hate it, you know, because like when I write it down on paper, I hate it. (laughs) But then I saw this trailer and I was like, am I going to watch the heck out of that? Yes, I will. Mm. So it's kind of like, it's tough. Oh, wait, wait a second. This just, and it's uh, directed by M night. Shyamalan. (laughs) No, don't you dare. (laughs) (laughs) That was a, a a travesty. That was 
I, we don't talk about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't you dare bring it up. Um, the other trailers were good too, but that's all we had time for this time. That's it. That's everything we have. And gosh, we are going to go see the Marvels right now. That's right. We are about to run out the door before we do. A couple things you need to watch out for this week that are happening tomorrow, meaning if you're listening or watching this episode right now, it's live. Uh, the Killer. David Fincher's latest feature film is now live on Netflix if you did not catch it during its theatrical run, which I think it's still showing at some theaters, so you yeah. could still do that. Recommend it if you can. Um, but it premieres on Netflix tomorrow, starring Michael Fassbender. Looks really cool. Um, Loki season two finale is on Disney Plus as we speak. Um, shocking. And just that's mostly like a watch it, but also like stay frosty. The spoilers are going to be flying mm -hmm. and invincible season two, episode two is live now after the world's longest hiatus of a show <laughs> ever. Seemingly, uh, the, it is back and the episodes are airing. So episode two is out now. Amazing. Absolutely flew through amazing. that. Um, to close, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, we're just going to wrap up with a few things that have changed since, uh, we came back, so we're trying a new schedule, at least for this week, which is that this What's Poppin' edition will drop on Friday, November 10th, and our movie review will get moved up to earlier in the week. So it'll be kind of closer to the weekend in which the movie premiered. So we are going to see the Marvels now. We will have a review for you early next week, either Monday or Tuesday, uh, hopefully Monday, but we'll keep you posted. And we are on Discord. Really want you guys to join the Discord because it is a free and be super easy to join and chat about movies. We're going to be using it a lot more. Me and Kirk just started playing this super fun game called movie grid. Um, it's one of the immaculate grids and they, they just launched one for movies. It is unbelievably fun. So we'll be sharing some stuff like that in there, sharing the trailers. We don't get to post on social in there. Mm -hmm. um, just giving overall thoughts and just Kirk can tell you everything about death wish one through four, one through four in if, discord. If you've seen death wish, <laughs> I'm here to chat. We with need you. to start a separate, sub channel in in the discord for just for death wish chatter only yeah death wish phantasm <laughs> matilda all of kirk's uh weird niche uh <laughs> obsessions we'll, yes. we'll do that um uh, last thing popcorn for breakfast.com that's the number four um because the other url was too long and too expensive <laughs> to Chips. be honest Go to popcorn the number four breakfast.com we've now got blog content on there from our guy stefano who is just a wealth of knowledge and insight on movies. Yeah. I, I find myself consistently loving his takes and just loving his opinions, even if I don't agree with his takes. Mm -hmm. um, he frames it in such a great way. He loves movies. He watches a ton of them. He wrote up this amazing listicle for uh, like spooky season stuff. And yeah. we unfortunately weren't recording during that time. But if you're still feeling the horror vibes, definitely go back and check that out because that that list is incredible. It has where you can stream them, where you can rent them, whatever. And little blurbs about each movie. It's the best. Yeah. And it's if you trust us, but you're weary to trust a new person, trust us in trusting him because yes. he's just the same. Like if he, if you disagree on something, he's not going to call you a name or something. Nope. He's going to straight up be like, that's interesting. Yeah. He's going to consider it. it. That's, that's what's, that's the beauty of it. Stefano's great. He might change me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what's great. So, um, again, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this episode or watching it on the YouTube uh, we very much appreciate it. Of course, we have to give a special thanks to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs, and his wonderful band, Rhetoric, who created all of our fantastic original music. Uh, we definitely want to give a thanks to our title sponsor, St. Louis Area Smoothie Kings. Stop in there and get you guys a smoothie as soon as possible, and we will see you all next week. Talk to you then. Talk to you then.